Welcome to Capturing the Abandoned, a foray into the world of rural and urban abandoned exploration. Hello, my name is Vincent Gerhardt, and along with my co-host, Mr. Lex Nichols, we'd like to welcome you to Episode 12 of Capturing the Abandoned with our guest, Jeremy Clodfelter of In the Bluffs. This podcast is for and about the many talented rural and urban abandoned explorers out there. It's where we get an opportunity to highlight and recognize these amazing explorers to see what inspires and motivates them. And this gives us all a chance to get to know these individuals on a more personal level, as an artist, and as an individual. You can find our Facebook page by searching for Capturing the Abandoned, and we'll use this page to share our podcast information, including our show notes and artwork for each episode, and information on locations where you can download, stream, and or subscribe to it. In addition to the Facebook page, we've also created a Facebook group at the same location called Capturing the Abandoned International, which is dedicated to the purpose of showcasing the images, stories, and the people who create the images and art of this genre. This is where we hope to have anyone and everyone from any country post and share their rural and urban abandoned pictures and stories with everyone else. So please stop by and contribute. And here's a quick update on the proposed Bando Festival that we were working on. Well, regrettably, due to several different factors, the Bando Festival we were thinking about putting on in November 2020 will not be taking place as we had outlined it. This is mainly because we just ran into a few more roadblocks than we thought we could overcome. Yes, we know it's a great idea, and if someone else would like to take it and run with it, that would be just fine with us. Also, we would be happy to share any information, ideas, and whatever contacts we might have with anyone who might want to take this project on. In this episode... We're very pleased to get a chance to sit down and interview Jeremy Clodfelter of In the Bluffs on Instagram. Jeremy was born and raised in Los Animas, Colorado, L.A. as we like to call it, which is very near the confluence of the Arkansas and Purgatory Rivers. This little town is situated about halfway between where Lex lives in Rocky Ford and where I live in Lamar. Just as a side note here, due to its proximity to that confluence, and roughly translated, Los Animas is known as the City of Lost Souls. Jeremy left Los Animas after high school, attended college at UNC in Greeley, married his best friend, and got to travel around a while before settling down in Scottsbluff, Nebraska. He operates a thriving vintage and antique retail business where he ships his amazing items around the world. He operates an Etsy shop and has In the Bluffs website. We have been following his Instagram feed for quite a while now and have always admired his amazing gallery where he features items from his business and some incredible abandoned photography. And now, on with our interview with Mr. Jeremy Clodfelter. Hello, Jeremy, and thank you for being our guest on this episode of Capturing the Abandoned. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad to be meeting with you guys tonight, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, we've been uh, enjoying all the stuff you post, and, you know, occasionally we see something that looks like where we're from. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a cool thing about following you guys is, uh, is I always get to see some of the same stuff that, uh, 
that I grew up seeing or, or stuff that I've previously shot. So, so that's always kind of fun. So do you want to give us a little background on you, you know, just a little bit of info on yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Jeremy Klotzelter, and I'm currently running a vintage and antique retail business out of Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. I grew up in the small southeastern Colorado community of Los Animas, and that kind of sits right in between where Lex lives in Rocky Ford and where Vincent lives in Lamar. It's almost exactly in between those two cities along the, the Arkansas River Valley, and I really love going up there, and I've got a lot of great memories of the the people and the places in the area. And uh, I, I actually ended up marrying a beautiful young lady who who's also from Los Animas. So we do end up making that five-hour drive down Highway 71 between Scotts Bluff and Los Animas fairly often, uh, you know, to go down and visit family and stuff. And actually that, that drive uh, going across that prairie landscape with, you know, the farmhouses off off to the side it, it was a little bit of the inspiration to start doing this type of photography i remember when i was a kid there was a there was this va hospital complex about seven miles east of town in fort lyon and I'm, I'm sure you guys are are pretty familiar with that my my mom worked there and i think that place it had a lot of you know professionals in the medical field and stuff and it, it really kept the the local economy going and and that place has a, a pretty long history, as you guys know. It dates back to kind of around the time of the Civil War when it was it was used as a U.S. Army post. And then around the turn of the century, the facility was converted to a, a U.S. Navy sanatorium where they, they treated people with tuberculosis. I, I think that uh, the closing of this big government complex, uh, along with selling off of the family farms in the area and and water rights and things like that. It was really kind of the straw that broke the camel's back as far as, you know, Los Animas being a thriving community and the loss of all those working professionals that they kind of accelerated the decline of the city. And I've got a ton of respect for the people who've stayed in the area, in the town, and and that are continuing to try to do what's best for the community. There's a lot of good young people down there in the school system and at least I know, you know, there's good people down there that are really giving it their best to make sure things keep running smooth. How how did you get into the abandoned type of photography anyway? Well, I just kind of fell into it, actually. It's uh, like I said, I took that drive back and forth and and uh, I, I kept seeing these buildings out my window that were falling apart. You know, I thought it was important to kind of capture those things and you know, a lot of it was uh, what was going on in, in my hometown of Los Animas. I saw things that, you know, I thought were pretty amazing buildings and stuff when I was a kid. And you start seeing those things kind of falling apart and, and you don't really want to want to lose that history, you know. And that's really kind of what got me started. And I kind of expanded that from Los Animas. You know, to be honest, the first photos that I really took were, were in Los Animas. And I kind of extended that up to where I'm living now in in Scotts Bluff, but but that whole that whole drive every time we drive back and forth on Highway 71, you know, you see those those buildings out there, and they just kind of they start calling to you after you after you get into it. So, so what's your favorite subject to shoot? I mean, just like everybody else who who you've had on the podcast, I I love finding abandoned homesteads and 
I'll usually spend about 30 or 45 minutes at each location shooting the abandoned homes and barns and cars and tractors, you know, whatever else they've left behind there. And one thing I, I do like doing different that than a lot of the other guests you've had on is, is uh, I do like doing still life photography. And anybody who follows me probably uh, knows I like shooting that stuff. And I, I like using items that I've maybe accumulated either to, to sell in my shop or, or for my own collection. And I, I do a lot of product photography for my shop. And, and those pictures are always pretty clean and, and unedited. And, and so a lot of fun for me to kind of take those same photos and, and turn them into kind of this art, you know, using the same editing techniques that I might use for my other Instagram photos. Yeah, whenever whenever we're looking through your feed, you can sure tell, you know, some of those images that you've taken to um, highlight your stock. I guess they're, they're just amazing sometimes and, and so unusual and eclectic, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I throw a lot of different things in there and, and uh, you know, it's kind of unusual that I do the abandoned stuff and then I, I do the kind of the antiques and different things like that. But I kind of feel like uh, they they do go hand in hand with each other a little bit because both my rural abandoned photos and then the, the vintage kind of still life pictures, they're, they're both really about understanding and preserving history. And I kind of think it might set me apart a little bit from all the other rural exploration people out there. And I don't know, it might, it might bother some people that I throw that stuff in, but you know, I'm, I'm more doing it for myself, I guess, than trying to, to please everybody else. And oh, for sure. And, uh, that's, that's the way it should be. You, yeah. Your Instagram feed is your feed. You can do what you want with it. And, right. Yeah. But, exactly. but I think yeah. those images definitely complement all the other ones too. Cause it's, it's a, it's a unique style. And, yeah. um, I think it really highlights what you do. So we love looking at your stuff. Yeah, you bet. So what kind of equipment do you use, Jeremy? Around the time I, I started my Etsy business with selling the antiques and, and vintage stuff, my my wife, uh, she bought me a Canon Rebel T4i to help take, you know, quality product photos and stuff. And and really, I've been using that same camera ever since for both product shots and you know, out in the field when I'm shooting the abandoned stuff. And I'm, I'm mostly just using a, a standard kit lens. It's a 18 to 55 millimeter lens. And, and honestly, I feel like that entry-level setup that I've got right now, it's pretty much perfect for what I'm doing. I think I'd, I'd like to eventually add a, a wide-angle lens to the toolbox. And, you know, I see a lot of what Lex is doing and, and a lot of the other people that use the wide-angle lens. And it really does uh, uh, make those old cars and old barns out, out on the, the prairies look pretty cool. So the other thing, uh, you know, if I ever up, upgrade my camera, I think I'd, I'd definitely like to get a mirrorless camera. You guys have to deal with it a lot too, but up here in western Nebraska, there's constantly dust flying around. The wind's always blowing. I live out on these dirt roads. And, uh, you know, so even when I'm working out in the garage at my house, taking pictures for the business, I, I still have dust flying in and Really, I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think there's anything worse than going out, spending a day out in the field, you know, taking these great pictures of these old buildings and stuff. And then you 
you get home and you get your pictures up on your computer and start <laughs> editing and and then you get those little spots all over the place you know what i'm talking about oh, yeah, the, the sensor dust i think i own stock in the sensor cleaning stuff yeah you know, <laughs> so what uh what kind of utilities do you use do you use lightroom what kind of software or um editing things do you use okay yeah well when i'm taking the time to do like a good quality print or something that I might sell in my shop or that I might, you know, give as a gift or something. I, I always, I always try to shoot those in raw format and then upload them into Lightroom. And then I'll use Photoshop to do my, my editing. Kind of the same way we do. You go and do your first edits in Lightroom. And that seems to be like kind of what a, a majority of the people do, unless, you know, there's, there's a few rare occasions like Joe Coop that does everything on a phone. Yeah. Um, they, they use Snapseed or things like that, but that seems to be the industry standard. Wouldn't you think Vince? I think so. Yeah. Lightroom's probably, probably the main one. And of course, Photoshop or kind of get them both together. They work, work well together for sure. Yeah, I think so. And you know, if you're definitely, if you're doing something on a larger scale, I think it, it works well to shoot that way. Uh, but to be honest, um, uh, 100% of all that editing that I've ever done on Instagram, I've done it directly through the Instagram app. So it's, oh, wow. I, I upload my pictures, you know, into my, into my tablet, and then I just edit those with the, uh, the Instagram app. I kind of, I, I kept wondering why, uh, why my pictures look so different from everybody else's and, uh, I, I think a lot of that after listening to your podcast is uh, is that nobody else uses the Instagram app. So <laughs> I might be the only one out there actually using it. I don't know. I've used it. So if I'm out like on my way to work or something once in a while, I'll post something in the morning. You know, if I have a nice sunrise or something and I'll snap yeah. it with the phone and then I use the Instagram app. But probably 90% of everything I do is the same way I'll I'll do the first edit in Lightroom to get everything right and then go into Photoshop but I I do like the Instagram app it is it is kind of nice and and it allows you to uh do some things that maybe your Photoshop or Lightroom doesn't allow so no it's nice yeah, to so. hear that somebody's using those filters in Instagram that's for sure <laughs> yeah I, I to be to be honest I I rarely use the filters but uh but I, I do uh, I do use that application quite a bit. You know, I like to I usually uh, uh, you know crank up the structure a little bit on it and and uh, and play with the shadows and the light. I kind of like to give my pictures kind of a kind of a dreamy kind of quality to them. You know, where you really enhance those those textures and like the the wood boards and the barns and the, the rusty paint on the old trucks and. I, yeah. So I, I kind of like playing with those kind of things on it. Try to pull out some of the texture and everything else, yeah. huh? Yeah, for sure, yeah. So how long have you been doing this type of photography, Jeremy? Uh, not very long at all. I, I got my camera maybe seven years ago and, and started shooting the abandoned stuff maybe around the, the same time well, shortly after. So That's a pretty so good length long. of time, actually. When when I first started, I I was doing it a lot more, and uh, I I do it less now than I used to. But but I think uh, I think doing it 
repetitively, you know, a, a few times a week going out and shooting things that really, it really helped uh, make me a little bit better, I guess. Sure. So in your travels, what is the shadiest place you've been to? You know, that's a, that's a tough question for me because I, I, I really, I really haven't been anywhere that I thought of as, as particularly shady. I've, I've only been yelled at or, or threatened one time the whole time I've been doing this. And it actually happened just right outside a, a hasty. I was, I was going along that old, you know, where that old Santa Fe railway line on, I think it's yep. County Road JJ. Yeah. Yep, I was out yep. there shooting. They, they, it kind of goes from McClave to Fort Lyon and they have those old cattle pins that they, the railroad used. And then there's that really cool old yellow building with the, the Santa Fe railroad logo on it. I was shooting that place from the road and, uh, and this guy pulled up and said I wasn't welcome there and I needed to leave. And I guess I could have argued with him a little bit that I was, I was on, I was just shooting from the road, but uh, I don't know. I, sometimes it's easier just to be non-confrontational. And, and so I just, I just took off and went somewhere else. But, but yeah, that's the only time I've really ever run into anybody that ran me off. I, I've probably met a hundred people. Or, or more while I'm while I'm out doing this, and most of them are super nice. And there might have been a couple of people that have made me feel a little uncomfortable, or you just kind of get a bad vibe from them or whatever. And uh, but a, mo- a majority of the people I encounter, they're they're farmers or ranchers, and I've never had a, a bad experience interacting with those guys. Uh, they're yeah. generally pretty they're generally pretty curious, but but they. Most of the time, they they let me uh, take pictures, and and they're pretty nice. But you know, occasionally you kind of run into these maybe reclusive people that they're I don't know maybe living on the the fringes of society a little bit, and they don't want to be bothered. And I don't know if they've ever made me feel real threatened, but they're a, a little different. And I I don't know if maybe if I was a a female or something, I might feel a little more threatened by them because oh, you know yeah, they can be they can be they can be pretty gruff and. And, uh, so it, it, that might add a little bit of additional, you know, danger when you're out exploring these places. I don't know. We've had some pretty good luck also out there visiting with people. So what's the favorite story you like to tell from all your abandoned adventures? Well, I, again, I, and I, I don't, I don't really have, uh, an epic story. I, I think every time I go out, it's kind of an adventure, but but uh, I've never had something so amazing happen that I go around telling a lot of people about it. I follow some people, though, that I, I follow this guy. His name's Detroit Unseen. Do you guys follow that guy? Um, I'm not sure. He's, uh, he's out of Detroit, and he manages to get into these huge places, abandoned stadiums and shopping malls and amusement parks and, and things like that. He posted something earlier in the year where he had found hundreds of these labeled cremated remains in an abandoned funeral home. Oh my goodness. You know, he, he knew, he knew that wasn't right and something should be done about it. So he ended up leaving an an anonymous tip with the local media and ended up in a news story. And, and, uh, you know, like that's the kind of thing that I'd want to go and tell people. But unfortunately I, I haven't had anything that, that exciting ever happened to me. Well, it's nice that you're able to share someone else's story. <laughs> right, yeah. That works out all right. Heck yeah. Well, well, you know, that's it's kind of kind of interesting what what happens to people out there and I always I always see stories like that in my Instagram feed where 
where somebody runs across something just so bizarre and and uh yeah i i don't know maybe it's just being out here in the the prairie that you don't really see that kind of stuff but but i've never i've never really run across anything like that you didn't have anything really shady no <laughs> uh, we have we've we've had a couple little shady experiences but yeah i i have like i said you know i i've had that that one time where where somebody's kind of come at me but i've never felt threatened or or in danger or or i've never got a super bad vibe from from any of the places i've been to so yeah i guess i'm just fortunate so far well good so do you have do you have something that you'd say this is the best place I've ever photographed? Um I I think my favorite place to shoot would probably be uh my father-in-law's farmhouse in Los Animas that it was built in the 1930s by by my my wife's great-grandparents and then her grandparents nice. lived in it and her parents yeah. lived in it and she she grew up in it and so you know, everything there was kind of built or used by her family. And there's all these collapsing outbuildings and antique farm equipment and old vehicles. And when we go down there, that's where we usually, we usually end up staying out there. And so I can just walk out in the morning if there's a nice sunrise and, and get some good pictures out there. And I, I know the place pretty well. I don't have to worry about, you know, confronting strangers or anything. So you really have a kind of an added sense of security there while while you're shooting. And uh, I, I love photographing stuff out there. As far as buildings go, I'd have to say that little house, it, I don't know if it's a house or a school, but it's just uh, right there east of Hasty on County Road 19. Right. That, yep. that old house, it's, I, I love that house. That's oh, me probably, too. yeah, it's, probably by far my my favorite place to to shoot so that was kind of your best place around uh, los animas there so what's the worst place you ever been to you know again i i like just about every place i've been to i've never had anything bad happen at a specific location i guess if i had to choose a place right now maybe there's this abandoned homestead that i i hit earlier this year and is about maybe 20 miles north of Ordway out on highway 71. And I stopped out there and, and I've seen a ton of dead animals while out shooting these places. I mean, you guys know there's, you might have a pile of rabbit carcasses where the local owl has kind of dumped them off, or you sure. might have a, a right. dead cow, a dead cow in a building. I, I remember I, I posted a picture a few years ago of a mummified cow and just to kind of let people know that, uh, when you explore these old farms that you're generally going to run across dead animals too. It's not always just, you know, these beautiful old pickups with beautiful backdrops, but uh, there was just something about this particular dead animal that really bothered me a little bit. It was a, it was an old house and, and there was a open screen door and the, the screen and the glass was kind of busted out. And somehow this poor dog, it looked like it, might have been a Rottweiler or something, and it it got its paw stuck between the metal frame, and and you could tell it was kind of contorted, and it was it was working to get out of there, and and you just know that animal was trapped in that door for a long time, and and uh, you know I don't know 
it could have starved to death or, or froze to death. But you know that stretch between Lyman and and Rocky Ford. There's there's not a yep. lot of people out there. That that dog could have been screaming out there for for a week, and sure. and nobody would have ever heard it. And you know, like stuff like that kind of bothers me. Uh, really, I mean, there's there's just uh, there's not any place that has been the worst. I, I hate when I go out and it, it rains or, or something and you, you don't get any good shots in, but, but, uh, there's no particular place that I've been to. I don't think that I, that I wouldn't go back to. So, uh, what's your upcoming plans? Do you have any art shows? I know you're not huge into exhibitions, but is there anything, uh, that you might have coming up? You can tell us about your Etsy shop or photo plans or anything like that what do you what do you got brewing well i i do have a a couple of you know photo expeditions i'd like to go on one of them that i'd I'd really like to do is uh taking highway 350 south out of lahana through those towns you were talking about you know tempest and the delhi and model and yep. all those towns yeah yep. we we drove down there to go visit some some friends in, in new mexico last year and and it's a it's a there's a lot there to shoot and you know i don't know if i'd go down there and and head over towards kim and back up into lamar or maybe go down into northern new mexico and get some pictures there but that that's something that that i'd really like to do it's well worth your time to go that way for sure yep i kept turning my head while while we were driving down there and and admiring all the the cool stuff to shoot down there so so that's something i want to do and and hopefully within the, the next year or so I'll, I'll be able to make it down there and get that done the other one i want to do is kind of go up into into uh south dakota and and into eastern wyoming and kind of shoot some of that stuff we drive through this little town on the nebraska south dakota state line sometimes it's called ardmore and and it's packed with these old abandoned buildings. And I think I could probably spend a whole day just in that, that town, you know, shooting stuff with the camera. And so that's, yeah. uh, those, those two things are, are something I'd, I'd really like to do in, in the next year or so. So can you tell cool. us a little bit about your Etsy shop? Well, sure. Well, lay it on us. All right. Well, I obviously love, you know, the, the antique and vintage stuff and I love, finding and selling this stuff and I sell through multiple channels but generally most of the stuff I I really like I sell through Etsy and my shop name on there on Etsy is in the bluffs and I also have a website that'll link you to my shop and that's www.inthebluffs.com and yeah I'll be sure to add all those into the show notes for you okay and uh I, I love old advertising stuff like signs and and store displays and stuff and i love finding anything that would have been on the shelf of a drugstore or a hardware store from you know maybe the early 1900s through the 1950s and i'm specifically looking for products that were kind of produced in smaller towns or cities so there aren't a lot of them floating around out there because you know you go to an antique shop and you're going to find tons of old vintage Folgers coffee cans out there and they're not generally very very valuable but if you can uh if you can get your hands on you know like a a bluebird brand coffee can from Hutchinson Kansas or an airline coffee can from Grand Island Nebraska that that's when you start getting into the stuff that's uh that's going to be valuable and a good amount of these small town product cans have 
these great colorful graphics on them and and the better the design the the more they're worth and i i just really love that stuff i i like old uh photo postcards i've i've posted a lot of a lot of that stuff on on my instagram feed and uh, back in the day it was pretty common for people to turn their their old snapshots into into postcards and send them and if, if you can find some really unique stuff like uh you know people in homemade halloween costumes or a guy on a harley davidson motorcycle then those can start to command a little bit more money you know twenty dollars to a hundred dollars a piece and so i love that stuff i'm always looking for that you have a nice collection of stuff that you've been putting together that's for sure yeah it's well really, it's I, really nice yeah i appreciate the people who uh who follow me for that stuff too so so um do you have a few people that you'd like to do a shout out to or art influences, fellow photographers, anybody like that? I mean, first of all, I want to, uh, I'd like to thank God for the opportunity to do this and kind of lead me down this path. I listen to your other podcasts and I think people have kind of described it differently in every podcast that you guys have done, but everybody kind of has something that they keep drawing them back to these places to photograph you know, all this stuff that's been left behind. And, and for me, um, it really is kind of a spiritual experience. I, I love music and podcasts and stuff, but when I'm out driving around, I, I just kind of turn all that stuff off and, and kind of, kind of tune in and you kind of, you know, that these old abandoned places that at one point they were, you know, bursting with life and, you know, they had kids playing in the yard and families laughing and, you know, those people are gone and now all that's left are kind of these, these crumbling ruins out there. And yeah. uh, it just, you know, it just kind of makes you aware of your own mortality being out there around these places. And, and, oh, uh, for sure. I, I definitely want to thank my, my wife. Uh, she's always been super supportive of me and everything I do. I, I couldn't do this, what I'm doing without her. She's the one who encouraged me to really pursue photography and, uh, so I definitely want to thank her for that and, uh, and my kids for, for, uh, you know, they're not with me real often, but, uh, sometimes I do have one or more of the kids in the car and, uh, and they're always super patient with their dad stopping and, <laughs> and taking pictures of weird stuff. So, oh, that's uh, good. so that's I really weird. appreciate them. And when, Amen. when you guys, uh, you guys asked me to, to get a few Instagram people to give a shout out to, I, I knew I couldn't pick just five or six of the artists that do the abandoned stuff because, you know, you do that and I'm leaving 200 people who are just as de- deserving out. So, Oh, for uh, sure. You know for what sure. I mean? So you bet, well, I kind of, I, I picked out some people that have been following me since I, I very first started on Instagram about six years ago. And uh, the first guy is, is Ross will three. He's from Melbourne, Australia. And, and he, does some really cool urban minimalist design stuff and the way he uses angles and, and shapes in his designs, it's, it's actually uh, kind of inspirational to what I do. And I try to incorporate some of that and even the abandoned stuff that I do. And uh, he actually might've been my, my very first follower. I don't know for sure, but he's, he's been with me for a long time and he's always supportive. And so I want to give him a shout out and great. Uh, there's a guy, Christopher, from Athens, Georgia, and he's got one feed that he does southern food, and then he's got another one where he does abandoned southern 
buildings, kind of like, uh, you know, just abandoned buildings out in the South. And so anybody listening to the podcast would probably want to follow him on that one. And that's at beard on the road. Great. Great. Just one great. word. And then, uh, Kelly out of Minnesota for Instagram handles K fresh. And she's always been super supportive and, and she shoots a lot of 120 millimeter expired film, which is kind of <laughs> cool. It gives her, it gives her film a different look and, and it's just kind of fun. She's funny and she's been with me a long time and she's uh, super, super supportive. And so I wanted to put her on there. There's a guy, Aaron out of North Dakota, and you can find him at by the hour. It's by underscore the underscore hour, A-U-E-R. And, you know, I don't think North Dakota is real high on anybody's vacation destination list, but but he shoots some stuff that, you know, shooting the abandoned stuff that he does a lot of that stuff. And, and when he puts pictures up, it definitely makes me want to go to North Dakota, just maybe not in the winter time because yeah, he, maybe he does not have, in the winter. Yeah, he, he does have some pictures where you can see the top of the truck sticking out and it's just, you know, four feet of snow. So that does look pretty miserable. Ugh. And then uh, I've got Denise out of Cheyenne, Wyoming, and she can be found at Denise, Wyoming. And she is, uh, she's just about an hour away from me. And, uh, she's a better photographer than I am. She shoots a lot of the same stuff and, and I, I really enjoy her work. So hopefully other people will too. The last guy I have is, uh, Will Payevich and he, he does, it's completely different. It's not abandoned stuff, but he takes old snapshot photographs and Polaroids and stuff. And he, utilizes those and and he'll overlay stuff in photoshop and and then he'll usually caption those with uh some made-up honky-tonk song and album title and and it's funny and and uh he's super creative and he's a lot of fun to follow and all those people have been with me for a long time and and so i i really appreciate those guys so instead of picking out four or five of the people that did the uh the abandoned stuff i i thought i'd uh I'd go that route instead. Oh, that's perfect. That sounds great. That's a, that's a good uh, mix of people there for sure. And we'll yeah. be sure to add those in on Instagram as uh, tag them in on this podcast. So that'll okay. be great. Jeremy, it's been awesome to get to chat with you. It's, it's really cool for us because we see all the feeds. And then when we actually get to talk to the person, you, you, I don't want to call it stereotyping, but you have a tendency to stereotype somebody when, when you see their images, but when you actually get to talk to them, it, right. it brings you, it brings it more, more to life. I think, you know, it's, yeah. it's more of a connection. So for me, Definitely. it's been, uh, it's been wonderful. And, you know, we have this connection, you know, you know, my wife and my wife's yeah. dad was your school teacher. So, well, so. you know, I mean, I, I would, uh, I'd actually love to, you know, get together with you guys sometime if that's ever possible when, when I'm down in the area and maybe go out and shoot that old house out by Hasty and. Oh, uh, that'd be uh, awesome. That, yeah. We'll, we'll make sure we'll make it work. So All right. that leads me into the next question. What is the best way that people can get in touch with you? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the best way would probably be just direct message through Instagram. Uh, they can get a hold of me through my website. 
those are probably uh, probably the two best ways to do that. Okay, perfect. I'm going to definitely ransack your uh, Instagram. You're you're going to be tired of hearing from me because <laughs> my wife went to school with you and everything. So yeah. it's nice <laughs> nice to make a connection and get to pick your brain and and we sure appreciate all the time that you've put into this. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been great. One quick thing here. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye? Well, I I can't really think of anything. Okay. That's all right. Well, it's Uh, been a pleasure. Yeah. We've, we've enjoyed everything you're doing and, you know, once in a while you'll post a picture and, and Vince will see it and I'll see it. And I was like, Hey, we know that place. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do you guys know any other photographers that that do that area down there? We we had a stalker for a while. A stalker. <laughs> a stalker. <laughs> yeah, they were they would we would post something and they were I don't know who it was. They were Vincent kind of monitors the site a little bit more than I do. They were shooting everything we were shooting. And it I don't seemed know like it, were, huh? Yeah, it just maybe it maybe that's it. Maybe it just seemed like it because we'd post something and then somebody would post it and we're just like we're just there, you know. But, <laughs> you know, it's you know in a in a rural area like this, it, it's crazy. There might be somebody that that has uh, more of a connection to it than we think we do. So yeah, yeah. Then reminds me of what Jill Coop was saying too. You know, there's you got all this flat area and then you find something. Well, that's kind of the way it is out here. You know, you go forever, you don't see nothing, but then there's something when you get there and it's the only thing there. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's pretty yeah, easy. It, those things yeah, kind of stick out like a sore thumb, you know? Uh, right. Maybe, maybe everybody else is thinking the same thing. Oh, dang. <laughs> Nobody's taking a picture of this. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, and you know where we live. I mean, it's it's few and far between, but it's it's crazy. You get out on uh, you get out on some of these uh, in some of these places, and and uh, it's the only thing for miles. And and you can see people coming from a mile away, and and I think that's probably a lot of why, you know, I haven't had any weird experiences with people is because you can see the dust kicking up on the dirt road from two miles down. So uh, yeah, yeah. The only time it's not fun is if you're on a paved road and you have to pull over and pee. You <laughs> think there's nobody coming? You don't see anybody for like 20 miles, and then when you pull over yep. to pee, that's that. That's when everybody starts flying by. Yeah, semi trucks. Yep. I, and... I think every abandoned photographer knows that. It's just one of those. <laughs> it's a known thing, you know. Uh huh. So. All right. Well, Vincent, I'm going to let you wrap this up. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time. And, and yeah, no sure problem. Enjoy, it's been good. We enjoy everything you're putting on there and we'll continue to follow your feed and uh, uh, make sure we keep in touch. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, it's been okay. a pleasure to have you on the podcast and um, we really enjoyed having you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. It's been great being on and, and I, I appreciate you guys uh, talking to me. All right. You bet. Take care, man. Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy, thank you very much for being our guest and sharing your story with us on this episode of Capturing the Abandoned. So you can find Jeremy on Instagram at In the Bluffs and be sure to visit his website at inthebluffs.com. This is where you can get to his Etsy shop and all his other social media channels. And folks, be sure to give him a follow. The music bid for this show is titled, Do You Remember? 
and was composed and performed by Mr. Lex Nichols, my good friend and co-host. You can find more of Lex's music on his website at lexnichols.com, on his YouTube channel, Spotify, Pandora, and of course, iTunes. And be sure to give him a listen. Here's a little information on our scheduling. We have one more guest for this year, and that will be Patty Cakes 1212, Pat. And then we're going to take a little break, and it'll probably last till about mid-February. So that'll probably be our next issue of the podcast, and that would be probably mid to late February. Please stay tuned. We've reached the end of this episode of Capturing the Abandoned, and we hope that you have enjoyed it. You should be able to find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are served, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, and more. Please subscribe and be sure to let any of your adventurous friends and relatives know about this podcast. Your feedback is important to us, so please feel free to reach out to us at capturingtheabandoned at gmail.com and leave us your thoughts, ideas, and suggestions on how we can improve this show and bring you the best Capturing the Abandoned experience. Fun times, exciting guests, and abandoned content are up ahead, so please stay tuned. And until next time, Be safe out there.